And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. One, two, three. What is this? I'm dancing. Leave me alone. DC, what is this? This is a scary, different world, and I'm not sure I like it. Welcome to DDT Wrestling, and we live in a world, ladies and gentlemen, where Zack Ryder is your intercontinental champion. And I hope you enjoyed that. Because it might have been the only thing you liked from the rest of the show. Um, you know, I will say it's pretty much the only ending to a match that I enjoyed from that entire show. We are 24 hours removed from WrestleMania, which means we're about an hour and 50 minutes away from Monday Night Raw. So the <laughs> opinions that you are about to listen to Probably by the time you listen to them, will have changed. Probably by the time you listen to this, Zack Ryder will no longer be the Intercontinental Champion. But we needed to document his victory when yes, he we did. did. So, I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI, joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Um, How is my buddy GQ? Was the chicken as Kentucky fried as you had hoped? Oh, it was delicious. He Also, they sell these fries... And he was just getting a side of fries, or so we thought. One for him, one for me. But then these fries, turns out they come in a box. Like, we each got our own box of fries. Are they it the was, potato wedges fries, uh, if I remember yes. correctly? Yes. And they See, were I, I can't do that. It's too much potato, not enough fried. So, okay. Well, so. I still like them, and the chicken well, was delicious. And the, the chicken he also I had brought was over, delicious. He brought over, like, this, this jug. Don't tell his wife, but... He brought over, like, this jug of cheese balls. You know, the ones that are, like, five well, pounds, like, bigger than your chest. You know what I mean? Like, Which is impressive. Yeah, just I'm this giant buff. barrel of cheese balls. Uh, he left those here, so those are, those are ours now. Well, see, the problem is, you know, little inside baseball here. GQ's wife uh, came to my fifth birthday party. I've been friends with her much longer than I've been friends with either of you. So when this podcast is over, I'm getting on my phone Please. and pretending have no I have her, to her and pretending I have her number <laughs> so that I can call her and and reveal this crime. Um, what did you think of WrestleMania, there, Doc? Uh, not. I am not sitting here overcome with you know the, the the winds of change like I thought I would be uh, what did Doc Manson and his crew feel about Wrestlemania so Doc Manson for a moment would just like to say what was the final score from this weekend oh the final score from I know the final score from Mania was you had four productions that were right I had three and I, I threw away the NXT card but you were something like you missed Two or one, and I, I only one. got. I think I got two right. So you I, obviously won. Realism trumped optimism. Here's well. Here's the thing. Optimism was my downfall in my predictions of the WrestleMania card. Because if you remember when we were on the New Age Insiders podcast last week, I had almost talked myself into the fact that Shane McMahon was not going to win that match and that Dean Ambrose was not going to win his match. I could have had two more uh, positive outcomes there if I had not succumbed to the optimism that infected me through DDTPod.com and talking with the rest of the neighborhood on Twitter. You guys killed my mojo. That's what I'm saying, anyways. Well, That's Zach, my story I'm sticking to. Zack Ryder killed his own mojo. Because yeah. now the hype bros are probably not a thing anymore. Although, like you said, and I feel bad because I've been succumbing. The last 24 hours, I've succumbed to a little bit more negativity than I'm used to. You know, Zack Ryder could lose the title. Uh, I, I almost, I'm I almost certain he will not end April, the Intercontinental Champion. We'll yeah. see if he, he loses it tonight. So, um, quite a lot to talk about here, you know, and... 
What a show. What a long show. Did you watch the kickoff show, the two hours? I had it on in the background for parts of it. Though I did not know it was going till midnight. I fell asleep around 11.15. I was in bed. Mrs. Matthews was already asleep. I've got headphones on my Chromebook, and I've got it propped up on the table next to me, and I fell asleep. And It was seven hours of wrestling, all said. Two hours pre-show, yes, four hours five. mania, and then almost an hour overrun. I mean, maybe half hour, forty-five minutes. But is this I, is this what we're going to get with WWE Network now? Because with most of the with most of their stuff not being traditional pay per view, they really can just go as long. I mean, as maybe, they want. But the thing with that is, I don't know about you, but by the time The Rock and Cena were wrapping up, I was. I was ready for bed. Did GQ last the entire show? Did he last till midnight? He did. Good for him. He did. It was good a good showing. Um, and a good time surrounded by, you know, my one friend. And uh, it was pretty great. We were tweeting. Uh-huh. We were tweeting. You were invited. I had delicious barbecue chicken sliders here. I bought myself a bag of pretzel sticks just for the occasion. Had a Mike's Hard Lemonade Glacier Berry flavor. I don't know what kind of berries grow on glaciers, mm-hmm. but it was delicious. Um, well, yeah, what, but what about... I, I, I honestly think that was too much wrestling for a single night. I, I think so. And, and especially since, you know, one of the things that Mrs. Matthews has come to appreciate about these is every time they do the, you know, the promo vignette, which if you watch the pre-show, you've seen at least once before, I would just get up and, like, wander into the other room and chat with her for a bit, and then would come back and, you know, catch up if I had missed anything. But... You know, seven hours is a very long show. I don't know. Now, there were uh, lots of problems getting people into Dallas. You know, apparently there were some ticket issues. And, you know, I know Chip and some other guys from the neighborhood who went were having problems getting in. Do you think this was an audible called? Or do you think they intended on doing a five-hour show? You know, nothing seemed, you know, if anything, some of the matches, which we'll talk about, seemed truncated a bit. You know that no, no I holds think this barred was, match could have purely intentional. I think it was okay. intentional because that no holds barred match could have used some more holds. And no holds barred match could have used anything more than what we got. Really, do, do you want to go in order? Do you want to just bounce around here? You know, uh, well, some of these matches I don't think we need a huge. We need to say a huge amount. I might spent as well the, just go in order. And all right. We'll just... I spent the day on ddtpod.com, which you can register, become a member, be able to comment and contribute. Um, you know, I wrote uh, over six thousand words all told. I think I wrote six different things, five different things. Can't really remember, but uh, the benefit of a snow day, I suppose, in April should have stayed home. We could have we could have done a mega pod. Yeah, I wish I could have, but uh, wasn't in the cards. All right, um, the it began with. Uh, Kalisto versus Ryback. Uh, uh, before we even talk about the match itself, your thoughts on the United States Championship match not only not being on the show proper, but being the first match with less than probably a third of the people in their seats. Yeah, I thought that was very strange how empty the arena was. But I mean, I get it. You're in the pre show, they were having problems getting people into the building. You can't wait forever. You got to get things going. You're supposed to have certain matches on at certain times. It was if it was just the network, it would be one thing. But they were also broadcasting out to USA Network the second hour of that pre-show. So I mean, they had some, you know, deadlines, timings mm-hmm. that they had to hit. So now, did you watch is. all seven hours? I did. All right. Uh, I thought I didn't watch Kaliso versus Ryback until today. Uh, you know, I'd run out to grab some snacks and, and run an errand. Um, but I thought that match was better than I expected it to be. Of course it was. Ryback is the, the man. He's the machine. He's he's a wrestling uh, ring general. Like, he's clearly capable of bringing anybody to a good match. I'm just going to let that hang in the air there for a minute. Um, I don't know if I would go that far. Why but, um... But yeah, so did he have the worst match on the card? No, I was to say I suppose he did not have the worst match on the card. Who would but, get that um, uh, nod? Uh, hmm, let me see. 
looking at the... I hate to say it, but I was completely unimpressed by Ambrose versus Lesnar. And, and that, I think, had to do with expectations because, you know, I expected it to be so good, and it wasn't. I think that's definitely the big disappointment of the night. Um, it's the one that fell hardest. What? We're not going in order anymore. Regardless, it's the biggest disappointment. It had the highest expectations, and comparatively was the lowest, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, overall, I still think it was an okay match, I guess. Ambrose got to pull out some weapons. He only posed with the chainsaw and Barbie, which is sort of what we expected. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of appreciated that Lesnar didn't really use any weapons. Um, can, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Um, I just received a text message that there might be something burning in the kitchen. Uh, would you mind? Because I have written plenty of things about this show already. Uh, would you just do a one-man podcast for a few minutes while I go make sure that my kitchen's not on fire? Absolutely. Thank you. So, hey there. How, uh, how's it, how's it going? Now that DC is gone, we can talk about him. Everybody knows that DC Matthews Nah, I'm kidding. Alright, but no, really. Um, Brock Lesnar and Dean Ambrose, I think, gave an alright match. It wasn't the match that I was originally hoping for, that's for sure. As I kind of just said, you know, I, I think it definitely did have the highest expectations for me. But then, I don't know, they just didn't capitalize on it in a way that really... Mm. They didn't capitalize it in a way that was satisfying. You know what I mean? And I think the bigger sort of issue with that match, to me, I mean, part of those expectations going into it was that we finally had the situation where we thought that Dean Ambrose might be put over as one of the top guys in the company. And I think I said this last week when I was doubting that he was going to win. I said, you know, I'm not really so sure that WWE sees Dean Ambrose that way. They don't necessarily see him as a top guy. And, you know, that was one of the larger problems with the match, is they sort of proved that they don't see him as a top guy. And hence why I'm so disappointed in the outcome of that match. How about you, DC? I agree with everything you said. I thought so. Except for that third thing, uh, which I disagree with. Uh, we are we are making uh, some some more slow cooker barbecue chicken, but I don't think I cleaned the crock pot enough, so some of the old stuff, I think, has started to burn on the sides. So. Oh, delicious. Crisis averted, though. Nothing, nothing impending will, will explode. I made a prediction in one of my columns, which you can find on ddtpod.com. I wrote in the forums and on the articles section. Uh, I don't believe that... I, it's sad to say, I don't believe we will see Dean Ambrose in another major pay-per-view main event unless Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns is also involved. I think he's a good pitch hitter. They've realized that when they have nowhere else to turn, they can throw him in there and he'll do all right. So I think, you know, if there's some injuries or for whatever reason they need a guy to fill that spot, he'll end up in those matches. But I think he'll be a great guy to do like a fast lane or a, you know, battleground or a TLC, something like that. But I don't think, you know, when it comes to... SummerSlam or the Rumble or the big the big events. I you know I'm sad to say, but obviously you know Brock won that match handily, and I agree with what you said. I kind of wasn't paying attention because I had to make sure the kitchen wasn't on fire. Um, I did like that Brock didn't use weapons. Yeah, I liked that you know he took the kendo stick and just kind of tossed it aside because it was obvious he didn't need it. He could beat a guy with a wagon full of weapons with ease. That's the thing. He didn't even have his wagon full of weapons, didn't he? No, he came to the ring not with it. He, you know, all the right. stuff. There, there like, was right so much stuff that under match, that ring. Right at just, the beginning of the match, I was already just kind of like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, 
the, that job, I would love to interview the guy whose job it is to make sure that all the things that need to be under the ring are under the ring in the proper place. Please make sure you have the polka-dotted ladder where yep. it needs to be. Make sure the sledgehammer's right where Stephanie's going to be. Make sure Barbie and the chair, you know, make sure there's 18 chairs and a couple of tables. and that's, How that's, fake was Barbie looking when he had that thing, like, in his mouth, like, licking he, it? And, he, like, looked, he looked like what I'm afraid WWE thinks he is, which is the backyard wrestler, you know, small market promotion who thinks the only thing he can do to get over is bleed. He looked like that guy. And it, then he didn't even bleed. No. Not that I wanted him to, but again, you don't put a barbed wire baseball bat up to your face and then pull it away and you're perfectly fine without breaking the illusion. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. Like, I just thought that was a poor decision on his part, I guess. So... Um, but let's let's go back to Kalisto and Ryback because we you know we we were trying. I don't have to much go- to say about that match, honestly. Kalisto won. I, obviously, the feud's going to continue because Kalisto, quote unquote, cheated to win. So uh-huh. you know, usually the pay per view right after WrestleMania has some more matches there, so or some rematches. When so did I- the turnbuckle become exposed? I, I missed that. Right before that happened, Kalisto was in the corner and he was like grabbing onto it and Ryback grabbed him by the legs after calling him little guy for like the 912th time um, and pulled him away and in the tug of war, the turnbuckle came exposed. Okay. And then Ryback's head bounced off the metal carabiner and the carabiner dented because mm. Ryback's head is made of concrete. Um... Next up was the 10 Diva Tag Team Match. I was effusive in my praise, in my writing. That match had no business being as entertaining as it was. Okay. I'll give it to you. Um, The thing about that match... I mean, I can't really hold this against the match. You're right. Because by the nature of how many participants are in this match, it couldn't be anything else. But, like... All those people only ever got in there for a couple of minutes, hit their spot or two, and that was it. You know what I mean? Like, there was no yeah, there was no cohesive match story or whatever. It was just get in there, hit a few things, tag out, get the next person in there, hit a few things, mm-hmm. tag out. And so and to that degree, I'm sort of disappointed that we didn't get to see more of Lana. Although, you know, I did see plenty of Lana based off of what she was wearing. And beyond that, I mean, she did do those kicks. Um, They were executed well, I guess. But there was, like, nothing to it. No, and it was the the exact match, you know. Obviously, they're trying to get as close to the entire roster on the show as possible. And don't you think it was really strange for them to announce the women's title... Like right before this match, which has I think it happened much... after this match, but before the Usos and the Dudleys. Oh, uh, well, okay. Well, if my still... t- if my timeline is correct in my head, that that could be true. But I just seeing those two things side by side, I was kind of just like, yeah, that's not what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like a lot of those w- women, I'm sorry, don't fit into the superstar mold that they're claiming that they do. Of that match, I think Emma fits, I think Paige fits, Natalia, I suppose. Tamina does not wrestle enough. I mean, she she certainly maybe is that more than a diva, but she never wrestles. She never does anything. Mm. I, I don't know much about the rest of them. I mean, Alicia Fox is okay, I suppose, but I always feel like she's going to hurt someone. I, I think all of them are serviceable. Yeah. You know, I think all of them are, are fine in their own ways. Um, but I, I think, you know, they designed it well. And, you know, for Lana's very first match, you want her only to come in, do a couple of things to show she's got some athletic skills. And then it makes sense for her character to then tag out as soon as possible because, you know, she's playing that kind of heel character. It's odd though that, you know, if this is truly the final match for Brie Bella, it is very odd that this whole Brie Bella Lana storyline is going to end with no real uh actual conclusion. It's just kind of done. That's a little odd, I think. But um 
I enjoyed it. I did. I thought Eva Marie did very well. You know, that head scissors was pretty good. You know, her wrestling was not great, but it was not bad. Her obvious soaking in the jeers of the crowd is exactly what you want a heel to do. This is exactly what The Miz does, and many of us love him for it. So, you know, I I enjoyed this match, like I said, more than I should. I wrote today that I think the time is right for there to be a women's tag team title. You know, that there's too many, even if you include these 10 and not all of them are, tr- are truly quote-unquote superstars, uh, there's more than enough talent there to need a secondary belt. And I think, you know, Paige and Natalia would make pretty enjoyable tag team champions. I agree. So uh, that brings us to the Usos and the Dudleys. And then it was the main show. Uh-huh. Because I have nothing to say about the Usos and the Dudleys, do you? Nope. You know, I can I can once again talk about the idiocy of Bubba Ray and Devon going out there and saying, you don't deserve tables, we're not going to give you tables, and then they get in front of the Dallas crowd and immediately they get tables. But otherwise... I guess they were faces after all. I, uh, I can't even remember who won. All I know is they went through tables. Who won? Did the Usos win or did the Dudleys win? The Usos, the Usos won. won. Man, those Dudleys cannot buy a win to save their lives. I, you've, you've brought this up before, but I, I just... I can't imagine that when they came back to the company, they thought this was how their last run was going to go. I, I don't think so, unless they intended, you know, unless they made the conscious choice and said, we want to lose regularly. Yeah. I mean, that's what the last couple of these, you know, nostalgia tag teams coming back have done. They've come in yeah. and put everybody over. But, but at, at the least, same the, time, at least the New Age Outlaws won the tag team title for a couple of months. Yeah, They were champions. No, you're right. And I mean, again, they just... They've put wow. everyone over. Yeah. There's nothing left... There's no one left to put over. No, and, and, and with each team that they put over, when they don't win at least a couple of those matches, it becomes less and less meaningful. Agreed. Alright. Uh, then we get to... As the beginning of the, <laughs> uh, as we go t- into the beginning of the actual show, sorry, but my text messages are going off. There is no fire in the kitchen. <laughs> um, we get to the seven man ladder match. I I got a little emotional watching Sami Zayn come out there. You know, after all of the time in the indies, after all of the years in NXT, you could tell he was loving every second of that WrestleMania entrance. So, more power to him. Um, I enjoyed the heck out of that match. I thought it was great. Your thoughts very there, well, sir? Very, very well done match. A lot of great spots. I loved what they did for Zayn and Owens, furthering that feud on the main roster. Uh, lots of great action. Sin Cara even came off looking pretty good in that match. I was very impressed with how well he did, especially since he's got, you know, there are spots where essentially he's falling off the ladder and making something out of that. You know, there's built-in excuses if it doesn't go well because he's falling off of stuff, and he did both of those spots uh, pretty effortlessly, and they looked great. Sami Zayn diving through that ladder was... Amazing. Like, he's arrived. If, if he doesn't get a chance in... WWE after that performance combined with his Nakamura match on NXT, you know, then there there really is a problem. I know we talk about, you know, Breeze isn't getting the right push or Neville didn't get the right push or whatever, but Zayn proved he can go fantastically. Um, you know who else proved they can go? Zack Ryder. Ryder. Oh my god, that's probably my moment of the night. Remember last week we were talking about what's going to be the what it's going to be what we're talking about coming out of WrestleMania. To yeah. me, like the high point man, it's Zack Ryder. I wrote about Zack Ryder last week. Like I wrote about his resurrection and what this can mean for his career. I never in my wildest dreams thought <laughs> Zack Ryder would win that match. That was fantastic, and I just loved it because, you know, The Miz is sitting up there, and you're like, oh my god, they're going to let The Miz win the title. That's weird. And then he falls off, and Zack Ryder's going up, and I'm like, okay... All right, somebody get up there and stop him. Come on, this isn't really going to happen. Where are you, Kevin? Where are you, Dolph? And then I looked around and went, oh, my God. He, no one's stopping him. What's happening? What is happening? It was amazing. Uh, they did it well, and I, I hope that this means good things 
for Mr. Ryder moving forward because, mm-hmm. like I said, I do think they gave him a fair shot a few years ago when he first got popular, but yep. he was not ready. This time, I hope he's ready. His his matches have been good. He you know he he was a good company guy and went down to NXT to get some development. You know I do think that they kind of reward that a little bit uh, with some of these guys. So you know good for him. Uh, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, he could lose in the opening match of Raw to Baron Corbin in I, I mean, nineteen no, honesty, seconds. I think he's going to do an Intercontinental Title Open Challenge. And he's going to lose it to the first person who comes out. But, and Baron Corbin very well could be that person. And if that's the case, it's fine. Because he had one of the all-time great WrestleMania moments. Yeah, from that card, he had one of the, and, you know, as he said, one of the highlights. As he said, if he were to retire tomorrow, he would live the rest of his life a happy man. And I truly believe he means that. Because that was amazing. Um did you think AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho was amazing? It was a solid wrestling match with an ending that I detest. Would you like to elaborate on that? Sure. I tweeted this last night. And let me remind you yet again. Fandango <laughs> defeated Chris Jericho in his debut match at WrestleMania. Not his debut WrestleMania match. His first WWE match ever. Ever. As Fandango. Ergo, (laughs) AJ Styles is viewed as a lesser talent than... Fandango. And that statement bothers me. <laughs> I believe that is the first use of the WrestleMania transitive property. Uh, <laughs> well done there, sir. <laughs> as, a, as a math teacher, I thank you. I told um, you that when Styles came in and we first started hearing rumblings about this cruiserweight um, series. tournament series that I thought that the Cruiserweight series was a way of making us all shut up about AJ Styles being involved in the main event scene and instead just sort of saying, nope, he's a mid-carder, he's a Cruiserweight, he's the king of the Cruiserweights, but he's never going to quite be that main event WWE guy. And you know what? Him winning that Cruiserweight series would have been much better than what we saw at WrestleMania. Because instead, what we saw at WrestleMania was, oh, yeah, you've wrestled all over the world, but Chris Jericho, part-timer old man, he's still got enough in his tank to defeat you, AJ Styles. Not so phenomenal after all. You could just hear Vince McMahon, you know, in the ending of that match. This is not a guy that he made... And you'd be damn sure that he isn't going to put him over at WrestleMania. I, I am baffled. I'm hoping this is one of the big questions I have for Raw tonight, which begins in, oh, you know, uh, an hour and 22 minutes, um, it is what happens now. They are two and two. Logic would dictate that they would have a... This This has been a best-of-five series. But then again, they've had best-of-four series multiple times. So, if Chris Jericho and AJ Styles go their separate ways... I don't even know if Chris Jericho's staying with the company. A lot of times, he wraps up after WrestleMania and then goes on tour for the summer and doesn't come back till the fall. If Chris Jericho is gone, if we don't see him again until September... What in the world is happening? You know, where does a where can AJ Styles go from here? Because he's got to go. I would assume down. You know, does he? Is he now challenging Zack Ryder? Is he challenging Kalisto? Neither of those make sense. Is he Man. just getting in a program with Kevin? You know, he's already wrestled Kevin Owens a couple of times. Does he wrestle The Miz again? Does he wrestle? 
you know, where do you go? You with wouldn't AJ think Styles? a loss to Chris Jericho would be your gateway into feuding for one of the mid card belts. That doesn't really make much sense. Well, and and it's just you know, there's not a huge number of heels. Are we going to see AJ Styles versus Alberto Del Rio? Because I do believe we're going to get to that next. I think the League of Nations is done. I don't think we see the League of Nations anymore. I think that stable has kind of run its courts. They won. And they did. And then got destroyed by... If you want to talk about old guys who are even more than part... You know, even hey. less than part-timers. Hey. 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 Mick Foley walked to that ring... And he barely limped at all. He well, looked, you, you know, he, I mean, barely limped for, for Mick Foley. Yes, yeah, that's a sliding scale. Uh-huh. Um, the one, the person who looked the worst of the three was Stone Cold. He had a little bit, you know. He obviously has a beer gut now. Mm-hmm. You know, Shawn Michaels looked like he could wrestle a twenty-five minute match without much trouble. You know, um, and Mick Foley, he looked, he looked great, but. That showed me, you know, two times during this card, I got the distinct impression that stables have ended. The League of Nations and the Wyatt family. I think they're both done. How about New Day? No, I think New Day sticks around. You know, people were saying, oh, man, look at the rub that New Day got. I didn't see that as a rub that New Day got. I saw that It would have been a rub until they got stunned out of the ring. Yeah. I I would have seen that more as as, again, you know... Vince McMahon in the back going, oh, you guys are funny. Let me show you what three really over guys can do. Let's bring these three guys out. Um, but, you know, I, I so I'm curious to know what happens with AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. You know, I, I, I'll i be interested to see. I'm not, you know, necessarily worried. I wasn't, I'm not sure what AJ Styles' ceiling was going to be in uh, WWE anyways. So the only thing I can say about this is, if he gets, you know, um, jaded by his WWE experience, if he gets frustrated by what happened to him at WrestleMania, uh, I mean, that's a good opening to turn him heel. That's a good opening to introduce yeah, it, a Bullet Club. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true, I, that's true. I'm, that I'm they were noticeably convinced. absent from the weekend. I'm I'm less convinced that Balor is going to be involved with. Them. Oh, I don't think he is. I think if the if the Bullet Club comes up, it's you know maybe they call it Bulletproof or something like that, mm. and it's you know Styles with them, and then it leads. It's a it's a natural way for Finn Balor to get on the main roster and do something. Um, but yeah, not not entirely thrilled with the results of that match. Uh, what did you think of the giant box of Budios? Um. Can I- um, funny, I guess. I, I don't know. I, the New Day needs it, something. It, you know that... what it is? It's you know when you have that comedian who breaks out the giant sunglasses and the novelty sized cigar and the toothbrush. That's the are size you calling of New phone? Day carrot top right now? Are you are you telling me I'm wrong? No. Yeah. I see them more of like Gallagher, really funny the first couple of times, and then you're like, <laughs> I get it, you're going to smash a watermelon. Can we move yeah. on, please? And I love Gallagher. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, th- I thought the match was pretty good. You know, yeah. Rusev and Big E are really the stars to me of both of those stables, um, and, you know, I'd like them to get a shot at I loved more. I loved Rusev when he came out just kicking the giant <laughs> He looked like he was going to crush every single one of those. He, and he is it just, was a good he, moment. And then when they won, he was celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl, like he's jumping around and he's, you know. It, Rusev is the MVP of that stable to me. Um, it's so unfortunate that he's trapped by his character. I don't think we see Wade Barrett again. I think he's kind of done. I think maybe, you know, that his was contract rumor, right? apparently, you know, runs out in June. They might just say, hey, you've been with us for a long time. Enjoy your last eh, couple of months. No, he'll probably poop on him through June. Maybe he'll face AJ Styles. Yeah, and he'll actually get to lose. Um, but I thought that match was fine. Apparently they're going to fight for the tag team titles tonight. Okay. Cause, Great. And, and so again, how, can they, how can they fight for the tag titles tonight if they're done? Didn't you just say that League of Nations was done like 17 times? 
Well, the, the rumor on Twitter is I, I thought they were. I really thought that well, was kind of like. You want to talk about rumors on Twitter? Uh, they, all I heard was that the Hell in the Cell match was going to go on last, and we all know that didn't happen. Yet another thing I'm confused about, though I have less of a, I woke up this morning having less of a problem with that match than I did when I went to bed last night. Oh, really? <laughs> Would you like to jump around there? Because. Well, no, I, let's, let's I have just keep very, going. I, I'm starting to lose track of what happened next. I have very little to say about Ambrose and Lesnar. We already talked about it as well. Um, yeah, you talked about it uh, while I was gone. I um, just really do think it cements their oh, vision of Dean Ambrose. I agree, I agree, I agree. And um, we are now... I, I will note, one thing I noted, this is jumping around a little bit, but it's related. When Undertaker beat Shane McMahon... They did not show twenty three and one anywhere. No, um, I think so. I think gone. officially the era of Undertaker's streak is over because even last year they flashed up the twenty two and one. Yeah, they did. I think, I think they'll mention it, but yeah, but it, I don't think they're going to make a big that, deal of it. Anymore. That era is over. Yes, and the thing that I started to wonder about last night is: Are we now entering into the era? of Brock Lesnar's WrestleMania streak. I would have to go back and see what he... Because I believe he beat Angle after missing the Shooting Star Press. Well, I just meant since beating Taker. Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, because he beat... No. He didn't beat Rollins. Technically, Rollins won that match last year. Mm. So... Mm. I suppose he's technically two and zero oh and one if you count that as a you know he wasn't involved in the finish at thirty. He wasn't involved in the finish because Rollins pinned Reigns, so he yeah, could call that like a quote unquote a draw. I think they but, would just gloss over it. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know if Brock Lesnar is going to stick around, if Brock Lesnar is going to stick around for a while, I have less of a problem. But Brock Lesnar has been for the last few years another part time wrestler. If you're going to have a part-time guy go over on a full-time guy, that's a statement against the full-time guy. Hello, AJ Styles. Mm, Maybe we'll get AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. I'd watch that match. Absolutely. All right. Um, After that was, I believe, the women's triple threat, which many people say stole the show. What was your favorite match of the night? I'm going to guess the IC ladder match just because of the way it ended. IC ladder match, but... um... This match was excellent as well. This match, again, you know. If if we had seen a title change at the end of this match, I think that would have put it over the top Mm -hmm. for me. See, and and oddly enough, I have hated Ric Flair being part of this thing almost since the beginning. Well, and you must love the fact that he's the only reason why Charlotte retained. And yet I had no problem with that. Yeah. You know, and I think it's because every other time he's like dancing out there and he's making it all about him. This time he let the women do the work. He let the women have the spotlight. And when he cheated, it it made a sense in how it happened. He didn't like go over the top. He wasn't being crazy. He kind of snuck behind, grabbed onto Sasha, and held her down so that uh, she couldn't break up the submission. You know, I I for and some Becky reason nearly killed him. I love that. Yeah. For some reason, have you seen the picture? Like, Becky had to get, like, stitches near her eye. She looks beat up. Yeah, I did see that. that match. Um, I thought it was great. Charlotte looked like the uh, wrestling talent that, you know, I enjoyed so much in NXT. Becky was great. Sasha was there. I was less impressed with Sasha than I was the oh, other two. She did a great job, I thought, actually. Yeah, I, I thought, you know, the Eddie Guerrero tribute. They all did well, but if I had to pick which one... I was least impressed with, and again, sliding scale, I was impressed with all of them, uh, it would be Sasha. But still, you know, I thought that was great. Um, I well, wish... Who was on their back at the end of that match? Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she's got wicked awesome suplexes. And you you rarely ever see a female Scott Steiner. And so... <laughs> and now all she needs to do is wear chainmail and cut awesome promos. And well, she's never going to do either of those things because she can't talk. Well, she can't. She just has an accent. Speaking of accents, the Hell in a Cell match. What? Uh, 
I'm, I'm sure someone who set up the cell was from another country and had an accent. Um, outside of the dive, which mm-hmm. was fine. Uh, I don't know if you noted, but if you watch the dive, you can clearly see that there was some sort of inflatable cushion under underneath the table, the table yes. that bursts when he hits it. Yes. just It's the same thing that happened when he fell on Kane way back when and pinned Kane when he fell off the thing with Steve Blackman. There's always some sort of mat. Now, Mick Foley didn't have one. No, Mick Foley did, did not. not have one. But Shane McMahon always has some sort of stunt yeah. thing. So, not to take did anything that- away from him, but yeah, there was definitely, you know, there was the science of stunt work helping him yes. make that land. And even so, a 46-year-old CEO yeah. of a Chinese corporation who probably did not need to do this. Not a CEO, but yes. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed the match. It was slow to start uh, once the steel steps got involved. and like My favorite part slammed. was when he nailed him with that toolbox. And the tools and, exploded everywhere. And then the flashlight, which exploded out of it, happened to be on. <laughs> I don't know. That was awesome. I, I There were some great moments in that match. Um, you know, when he hit the Van Terminator going coast to coast. Oh, my God. He could have kept going. Just, he just could have gone all the way to California. Cause yeah. He could have he, he jumped. He hit Undertaker with his butt, not even his feet. <laughs> he could have had the ring and Taker not been there. He could have jumped and grabbed onto the cell on the yes. other side of the ring. He just you know, he was just that gone. Is, that, there's a level of athleticism that Shane McMahon possesses that I will never come close to having. It's ridiculous. And it so, was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I was incredibly disheartened with the result of the match last night. Yep. Um, you know, I liked the way it ended. Had it not been for control of the company, had mm. there not been so much at stake, I wouldn't have cared. I would have just stood up yeah, and no. applauded. That's a great the, match. The, the respectful little tap to the cheek before Agreed. finishing him off, I was like, that's fantastic. But the fact that so much seemed to be on the line, and again, a lot of this WrestleMania, the, the subtext seemed to be, Vince is going to do what Vince wants to do. And that's that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, you know, people online are speculating all sorts of things. Like, you know, he'll bring out this lockbox again, or he'll find some sort of loophole, or you know, I came up with some sort of insane fantasy booking in the shower this do you, afternoon. Do you think, honestly, that we will see Shane McMahon live tonight? Yes. Okay. Do I think we see him any time after tonight? No. Okay. But I, I think, think he, I think he comes out at least to, you know, for something. For, even if it's just Undertaker coming out and calling Shane McMahon out and them, like, shaking hands in the middle of the ring and being like, you know, something like that. I just, but, the thing I'm so disappointed with with this match is not just that it was for the company, but this was... As I as I talked about, all my positivity the last few shows was all about the possibilities here. You know what I mean? We've seen yep. the authority in power for several years. Yep. We are des- I am desperate for something new in that section of the show. Some new dynamic. And Shane could have been that, and he could have feuded... With Roman Reigns, he could have feuded with Triple H, he could have feuded with Undertaker. There were all these different places that the stipulations they had set on this match could have gone, and we could have had this, you know, subtle, dynamic, interesting series of stories that could have carried us all the way through to WrestleMania next year. And again, I know, that was me fantasy booking and probably building it up, and I did it to myself, but man, in that one match, in that one ending... They took all of that and said, nope, the status quo is exactly what we want to maintain. And that just notice, is so disheartening. I did notice that tweet of yours that was just like, so WrestleMania is just now going to be about you know maintaining the status quo, which does seem to be the case. And, you know, we've had conversations where you've, you know, kind of almost defended that in terms of... 
you know, this is what's going to happen, and this 18-month story is not going to, you know, uh-oh. I still see you. Okay. Well, I don't see you, but I hear you. There you go. I'm trying to charge the iPad, which is slowly dying. This is a real, you know, <laughs> not our most professional show we've ever had, but I think some great conversation. Um, yeah, I, y- you've heard me. I, I was a few, the only one on that NAI crossover show who was saying that this is the beginning of something amazing, and it was not to be, and that's what it is. Last time I listened to DC. So, uh you know, what I don't know that any of us expected was how amazing that battle royal was. I mean, DDP, Tatanka, Shaquille O'Neal. Man, I'm, I'm a little jaded today. I apologize, but. Uh, that, yeah, I, whatever. Hey, Baron Corbin won. I, I guess that means he's on the main roster, though, huh? Apparently. All right, good for him. Apparently, and good for him. That's all I can say about that. The MVP of that... No, there's more you can say. The MVP of that Battle Royal was Bo Dallas. I disagree. Just screaming and running around and... uh, Yeah, like an idiot. He's so good. No, he's not. Good. Uh, Hey, Damian Sandow had a nice moment. Do you appreciate that? He sure did. He got thrown out by Shaquille O'Neal. There you go. He got pop. He got a pop. He got a. He got the crowd a nice, reacted. He got a nice hearty cheer before getting eliminated by Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about The Rock and Cena and Bray Wyatt? I mean, I guess we should. But just like how um, Finn Balor came out with a chainsaw, and I was like, "Huh?" The Rock came out with a flamethrower, and I was like, "Huh?" Well, and then, you know, you see that awesome way that he lit up his sign, which took about 20 seconds for the flames to catch. And I'm not, I'm not a scientist, but I, I didn't believe that. Yeah, so I once went to a rock concert. Uh, the Rock had a concert? Was, well, it, well, no, this was like a punk rock concert. It was a band called um, Blink-182. And on the stage, they had these giant 20-foot letters spelling out well, I'm not sure I should say it on our program, but a word it was a four-letter four word that began with the letter F. And so it was very similar to what I saw from The Rock. It was like that same sort of metal material, Yep. and they lit those things up. And so literally on the stage was this giant flaming flat F, and... um, I just thought that was so much more... Engaging than that whole rock thing that we saw last night. What'd she bring you? Coco. She's the best. Take a sip and enjoy. Let us all appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah. It looks like it's hot, though. I don't know. Where's the whipped cream? We don't have whipped cream in our house. Like, for some sort of, like, stand? Are you protesting? The whipping no. of cream, or just it's just as you can't. Happen. In case neighborhood can't tell, we're sort of, you know, snobs when it comes to certain foods. Um, as I've as you've all heard about my delectable uh, cocoa, but also when we have whipped cream, we like to whip it to yourself. make whipped cream. Yeah, How does whip one make whipped cream? Let's take a few minutes and, and let's all sit down in the culinary <laughs> classroom of Doc Manson. How does one make whipped cream? Is it simply whipping cream? Do you have to add sugar? Yeah, it's whipping cream and you add, typically we add powdered sugar uh, and you just kind of add powdered sugar to taste and then you whip it. You beat it with a... We tend to use an electric beater, but I've also done it by hand. When she used to live in Boston the first time, she didn't have an electric. And I said, oh, well, I can do it. And that took like a half an hour for me to actually whip that. It was delicious once it was done, but my arm was killing me. How long does it take with the electric beater? Ten minutes or so? Oh, no. It's almost instant. Really? Yeah, it's not take too long. It's delicious. So whipping cream, a little bit of powdered sugar. That's really it. <laughs> um, one of my favorite little snacks, honestly, is... Uh, some homemade whipped cream and some fresh cut strawberries. Delicious. Do you grow the strawberries in your own botanical gardens? Unfortunately, we don't have a garden. Not because yet. Because we rent, 
but Not you know, yet. someday. <laughs> All right. Um, I liked that The Rock put over Bray Wyatt verbally. Yes, I don't verbally. like. I don't like that The Rock and John Cena put down Bray Wyatt physically. Mm. Did they ever touch Bray Wyatt? Wyatt? At the end, yeah, he came in at the end. Yeah, and you're right. Got the after the elbow. match. After that, that six-second fantastic match, Eric Rowan. Good luck in NXT, there, buddy. Because yeah. you're not doing anything. Are you kidding me? He's not going to NXT. They're just going to fire him. He's done. Now, usually, interesting, uh, interesting. Usually, after WrestleMania, within the first week or so, they do a batch of releases. If you had to guess who you think is on the docket to be future endeavored by this company, who would you say? I don't know if I can say that until next week, maybe. But okay, well, by then, Eric it Rowan, maybe, but, but Eric Rowan has been active on TV still. Usually, I feel like they let go of people whom have disappeared. You know what I mean? I, I would guess right off the top of my head, Matadors, Fandango, mm. and, sadly, Damian Sandow. Yeah, I don't think Damian Sandow's long for this and, world. And you know what? It's probably for the best that he would to leave, because he could go to TNA or any other independent promotion and or probably... And TNA... Pro- and probably do well. What is wrong with Damian Sandow? Why don't they like him? What is going on with that? Why haven't they sent him to NXT? That's a fantastic question, because besides the obvious twin magic he could pull with the grifter... um, Honestly, I think I did hear that his last little thing, when he's been gone, was because of some sort of family issues. Mm-hmm. I think I did legitimately read that. Mm-hmm. But even still, I I think it is it is similar to the Zack Ryder problems before, which and now granted you make the argument that he didn't earn the spot he was given. WWE tends to, at least this is how it appears, not appreciate those who get over without the express written permission of the WWE. So, yeah. a guy like Damian Sandow who gets a dumb gimmick and makes it work and then gets cheered without WWE kind of saying, all right. I mean, let's face it. They gave that to him as a punishment. Yes. And he made it work to the point where then they built this whole thing about him being Damian Mizdow and he made that work. And I think it was just, well, now your punishment is we're not giving you anything. Yep. You know, because when you can make... I'd like to know what he did. When you can make Macho Mandow work... Uh-huh, and he did some, make Macho You've Mandow got work. some skills. Um, which brings Black us... Black Machismo? Yeah. Do you know Black Machismo? Jay Lethal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I just wasn't sure if you... New Ring of Honor champion? Indeed. And greatest first-generation wrestler of all time? Oh, yeah! He's good. You know, you watch Ring of Honor, he's pretty good. Yeah. Maybe this um, summer that'll be our project. Uh, which brings us to the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Triple H. Well, he's not the champion anymore, but he was yesterday with uh, yep. with Sensational Sherry or Zool or whatever you want to call her. Somebody the tweeted that. The Queen of Kings. The Queen of Kings. Sounds like it should be a TV show. Sounds like it. Um, your thoughts on the match? Triple H looked great. He did. As always. He's in the best shape of his life right now. I have a much deeper appreciation for him now that I have... I, I didn't finish WrestleMania 29, but I have watched almost every WrestleMania now, and most of the ones that featured him prominently were the ones that I had missed. Yeah. He's real good. He's yeah, real he good. And, you know, the way that he sort of dismantled Reigns and told a story, used some psychology, yes. focusing on different body parts, I appreciated all of that. His, you know, being the more cerebral sort of person here and dismantling Reigns, like, mm-hmm. that was great. Well, it was also exactly what I expected to see, but it was great. It was well executed. Mm-hmm. They made a, you know, they made an interesting point. They were talking about the number of days that uh, Triple H has held the title in his career. Something like three and a half years. Three and a half years ago, Roman Reigns, I don't think, was on the WWE roster. Yeah. Like, that was... Now we're talking mid-2012, and he didn't show up till late 2012. Uh, 
you know, and and we saw that, and which makes it all the the stranger. I was going to say worse, but I'll say stranger that the guy who was obviously outmatched in every opportunity and in every area won. Yeah, I that tweeted seemed- this last night. I don't know if you saw this tweet, but I said the more that I watch Roman Reigns, the less convinced I am of his abilities. I did see that this morning and when I woke up. I think there was a specific moment that spurred that from me, and it was relatively early in the match when Reigns, you know, he first, I think immediately Reigns sort of starts getting beaten up by Triple H, but then he kind of makes this little comeback, and he sends Triple H reeling to the turnbuckle, and then there was just this close-up of Roman Reigns, like he was supposed to, like, be making a face or something, like, because he was supposed to be being physically, you know, imposing or... Or displaying some sort of physical charisma, you know? Yes. As, and that's, to us, right, that is Roman Reigns' strong point. He's this big, tough-looking horse of a man who, absolutely, he looks like he's imposing. And that's when we like him the most, when he's not talking and just being intimidating, right? Yes. And so they have this shot, they're looking at Roman Reigns, and then he sticks his tongue out and flicks it around like he's Gene Simmons or something? And I was just like, he Roman gave, Reigns has no idea what he's doing. He's trying to be cool. He he's has trying no to be the idea rock, and it is what he's not doing. Working. He also gave possibly the lamest crotch chop I've ever seen. Yes, and I've seen ri- a ridiculous number of people. Every do single them. time he tries to show any bit of personality, it falls. So incredibly awkwardly and flat. Yes. That I just I I, I he, he wasn't even talking. It wasn't even a problem. It was, I it was purely his physical charisma that he's usually okay with. And even that fell apart I in that match last he night. He doesn't get what makes him popular. And you know, I would like to think that that is by design, but I don't think it is. He doesn't get that what makes him popular. When people want to cheer him is when he doesn't talk and he doesn't act cool he just looks like a bad and i know that it sounds like i'm just coming down on roman reigns no you make a very valid point but i mean i do there remember when there was that writing of the ship moment that we had a little while back when he came out he destroyed triple h and he was serious and i could see all that potential in him just a couple where is that man just a couple where is he When the garage door opened and he's standing there and you get this sense, you know, Roman Reigns does not appear on the surface to be a large athlete. You don't get a sense of his musculature under the the Kevlar vest, but he's standing there and he's filling the screen as that garage door lifts up and you go, this guy could be a monster. And then he does things like that, which which is such a good thing for you to point out. And you're like, monsters don't do that. No. Monsters don't. don't, you know, waggle their tongues around or try to do a sarcastic crotch chop. Monsters are monsters. And he, he, is just, so, he will never succeed to the level that he could if he just stopped trying to be cool. You are not Chris Jericho. You are not The Rock. Stop trying. It's not right. working. Just be Roman Reigns. Yes. Uh, you know, having said all that, we are less than an hour away from Monday Night Raw. Uh, I hope I get the chance to watch it live. We'll see whether or not I do. Um, but I'm excited. You know, I'm interested to see where they go, if only because I want to know if they will answer my questions. We might get together, yes. Before we talk about Raw, I just want to say one last thing about that match. Roman sure. Reigns speared Stephanie, and they still booed him. Like that was Say the that moment. You, you, oh, he speared uh, Stephanie, and they still booed him. Yeah, like that was the moment, right? That was Triple the H one. That was, was the comeuppance. Tri- that was the Triple moment H- that everybody was supposed to get behind Roman Reigns. Triple H was the face, clearly and evidently, was the more popular of the two. I give Roman Reigns credit for obviously pulling back a bit or adjusting himself to not kill Stephanie, but it still looked right. Somewhat I mean, impactful. to your credit, to, I mean, to what you were saying there, yeah, it was clear that. Triple H was the face, but was was also clear, and this is what I think they, their their line of thought was, was that, yeah, okay, Triple H is more over, but everyone 
dislike Stephanie. There's no way. There's no way Roman Reigns is going to get booed for hurting Stephanie. I, people liked and it's still she, people happened. liked the Queen of Kings thing. They like enjoyed her promo. I did I not. It was fine. It reminded me of eighties garbage movies, which I, I thought love. she. I thought she delivered it well, but I just you know. That whole we are the best and you are terrible and bow down at our feet, you know, that stuff never works for me. But th- they were digging, you know, and, and it's it's the same thing with John Cena, you know. Roman Reigns has, has similar problems. I will be very interested to see, because apparently on the Today Show today, Roman Reigns kind of called John Cena out. I, I'm, I would guess right now that's kind of penciled in as the main event of SummerSlam is Roman Reigns versus John Cena. I will be very interested to see how the crowd reacts. They will either boo them both to the ends of the earth or John Cena's going to be cheered because of the two, at least John Cena as of late has put in the work to improve. If Roman Reigns keeps doing the tongue waggle thing, it's... Just you know, and a lot of people. I I love your neighborhood, but you're out there on Twitter saying, "Oh man, Roman's going to turn heel tonight." No, he's not. No, he's not. He will come out, and you know, maybe he'll address the fact that he got booed. But he's going to be the popular guy, and Triple H is going to come out and demand a rematch, and it's going to be with some sort of extreme rules stipulation. And that's just what we're now that now that the 18 month story has reached its conclusion they're not going to adjust now they're going to p- continue to play out the mm. narrative there's a possibility that they drop triple h as an active wrestler from this you think, I, there you is think a chance is that he doesn't you know take his rematch i think I, there's i think a it all depends i that. think it all depends on what happens you know and and this is where i'm getting into the my patented irrational idealist moment i think there's a chance that you know, Shane still has some ace in the hole sure that he's so. going to use. You know, I, I I believe in this idea that some sort of split and having the authority go away for a while uh, would work. So I'm going to stick to that. But, uh-oh, Doc's got thinking. Oh, no. no. I'm just thinking about all the things that I'd like to see Shane McMahon do. And, man, I hope... I hope he's sticking around. Yeah, the Raw after WrestleMania is always a very good show. It's kind, you know, they always talk about their season premiere in you know September or October. This is really the beginning of the new year for WWE. We will see some debuts. I fully expect to see Enzo and Cass. In fact, I predicted, though I'm probably wrong now, that Enzo and Cass were going to win the tag titles tonight. Mm. You know, now if if New Day is scheduled to face the League of Nations, that's probably less likely. But who knows? Um, I think we see Enzo and Cass. I think Baron Corbin, you know, makes an appearance. Uh, I bet John Cena shows up. We might see, you know, maybe Randy Orton comes back. Maybe you know Cesaro makes an appearance. We should be entertained by this Raw. Um, I am looking forward to it. But I but I have questions, and I'm going to need a couple of things to be answered in order for me to, to sleep better at night about this whole WrestleMania thing. Uh, if you had to grade the show, I think we, we graded NXT TakeOver as, I think, an A-. I think we both said an A-. Uh, what would you grade WrestleMania? That is so difficult. I mean, if I had to give it a grade based off of the matches themselves that we watch. I think you have to take it all in. It's, it's The matches, the results, they all have to factor in in some form or fashion. Well, I'll get there. But if I was just grading the matches, I think I might give it like a B plus. Okay. There was some good actual wrestling on their show. I think NXT um, out literally out-wrestled WrestleMania, but nobody was doubting that was going to be the case. Yes. But the women's match that we saw was excellent. Yep. The seven-man ladder match was excellent. Yep. Triple H did give a heck of a performance in that match. Shane, you can't match the spectacle of that hell in the cell. and Shane had some great spots. Yeah. So, I mean, like, they and, were... Styles and Jericho was good. Yeah. Solid match. Now, if I'm going to grade WrestleMania based off of the outcome, if I'm going to base it based off of where I think it leaves a lot of those storylines. I mean, at that point, I think I'm looking at more like a C-. Okay. 
so I don't know if you want to take it all in together. You want to average? Maybe like we'll give it 80. a yeah, maybe a B minus. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't know. I would give it a B um, because you had some great wrestling. I will say when I say it out loud like that, a B minus sounds low. It was a good show. Yeah. I, I I would give it a solid B and say between the solid wrestling, um, the great nostalgia moments, Michaels and Austin, and you know, Austin dancing with Xavier Woods was oh, one so of the good. best things I've ever seen. It only lasted for five seconds. Doesn't matter. So I found that I, somebody sent me the the thing. I can I can never remember how to pronounce it. The gif, the gif. Uh. What is it again? What's the proper way? I'm never. The proper know. way is GIF, but I say GIF. Okay. Well, I got that, and it will stay with me forevermore. So that's all I care about. Um, you know, the Rock coming out—that uh, left a little bit to be desired. But you know, there were enough moments there. There was enough wrestling there, and you know, I—I I will have to take into account what tonight brings. If yes. tonight answers some questions, maybe I'll even nudge it up into the B plus area. NXT was the better show. All I can really say, all I can really say is I'm looking very forward yep. to the next time that we talk. NXT, After Raw, NXT was the better show, but I think that's two hours versus seven. Yeah, you yeah. can't you can't keep up an A level performance for seven hours. That is too much wrestling. Absolutely. And I say that as someone who loves wrestling, but that is too much of a single show. All right. Um, do, do you have a piece of positivity from WrestleMania itself that you want to take with you for a couple of days until we chat again? Woo, woo, woo. You know it. I will pick... Uh, I won't even pick Bo Dallas because I will pick the fact that uh, women's wrestling is in a far superior place to what it was 28 hours ago. There's a new title. There was an exit. Probably, without question, the best women's match in WrestleMania history. And I, I'll say it again. A decent pre-show match that you know you would expect to not be very good, and it was better than advertised. So everything related to women's wrestling um, at WrestleMania, I think, was positive. So I'm happy about that. All right, my friends, this is DDT Wrestling. Find us on ddtpod.com or ddtwrestling.com. Join the forums. Find us on iTunes. This will be another iTunes-exclusive episode. Probably should have said that oh, from man. the beginning. We're just racking them up. That's what I'm saying. This is how you get lots of podcasts is you just do them all the time. Um, uh, please give us a review. We'd appreciate five stars, but if you need to give us four, uh, give us five anyways. So, uh, And the email address, though we've, we've kind of been behind on our emails, mainly because we haven't gotten any, is ddtwrestling at gmail.com. DDT it's been wrestling. a busy week for us. It, it has been indeed. I imagine we'll get some in I the next so. few days. I think so. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say, Doc Manson, before we head into that good night? Good night. See you around the neighborhood.